This is my first year um, coming to Inacol, and it has been eye-opening. It has been engaging, it's been enlightening, and I feel that I'm gonna be a better educator as a result of attending this conference. I'm learning so much that's gonna help me with my job, and I can't wait to get back to my district and to be able to share what I've learned and how we can improve what we are doing for students. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. So it's hard to believe, but it's that time of year again. It's back to school and it's quickly approaching, which for many of us means it's also time to register for the leading event for K-12 competency-based blended and online learning, the INACOL Symposium. This year's symposium is being held October 23rd through the 25th at the Swan and Dolphin Resort in sunny Orlando, Florida, and registration is now open. So in the past, our team has been lucky enough to attend the event and record the thoughts of education leaders that we run into, such as the opening quote that you just heard from the 2016 symposium by first-time attendee Dr. Shelley Schlosser, who's from Aqua Freya Union High School District in Arizona. Today, we're going to share more answers like this from education leaders who were asked why they choose to attend the symposium, what sets the event apart from others, and what they were taking away from the event to use back in their school district or organization. So whether you're a veteran symposium attendee or you're thinking of joining the cool kids for the first time, you'll want to listen into this collection of ed leader voices sharing more on their interesting symposium experiences. First, we hear from Jesse Moyer of KnowledgeWorks, Eric Nentrep of Alma, and Betsy Hardy of Cataraugus Allegheny BOCES. So for me, it's it's the symposium itself. This is the fourth year um, that I've been to a symposium. The first one I went to was, was four years ago, and it, the size of the event and the scope of the event has has it's off the charts. It's huge, right? So the amount of people that come together um, and the amount of people that are interested in this work is so encouraging, right? That's another thing that just keeps you moving forward and keeps you, keeps putting, keeps you putting one foot in front of the other, uh, because systems change work is not easy. It's not fast, but being energized by 3,500 people or 3,600 people in one place, that's pretty cool. The thing that I'm excited about every time I come to Inacol, regardless of what brings me here, is uh, the kind of conversations that you're privy to here that you can't have elsewhere uh, or that don't happen as easily or frequently at other events um, nationally or in your state or regional events that are centered around a particular school model or education model or uh, maybe more role-specific or departmentally specific, like a tech conference versus a curriculum conference. Um, You get a really nice blend across departments here from some of the most forward-thinking people that I've run into in education. and. I think that folks who are coming here specifically to look for for tactical supports to to launch an online program or to supplement one that they they launched recently discover so much more um, once they start having conversations with folks in one of the sessions where the presenter is doing exactly what is practicing what we preach, yeah. which is to get away from, uh, you know, the passive sort of information exchange, but to, to, to thoroughly emphasize the conversation. This is my fifth year coming to INACL. I love it. Every year I take something back and improve our program in some way because it's a new idea, a new um, success story that I've heard from another um, school district. Um, Being able to go and visit these school districts and then actually see it in action and bring it back to my districts is very exciting. So every year I 
I gained something more and I wouldn't miss it. Next, a few more symposium veterans speak about how they've seen the symposium grow over the years, including Michael Golden of EduCurious, Barbara Bray of Personalized Learning, LLC, Kira Keen from The Learning Accelerator, and John Dean, who's a member of the education team at the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. How many symposiums have you been to? Is this Gosh, your uh, six, six, six or seven? Nice. So you've seen the progression of the symposium. Yeah. Can you tell me from this year, what is the one takeaway that you have? What's something that sticks out in your mind? Maybe a presentation you saw or just an idea that you heard that you're going to take back with you? There are a few things that really struck me. Yeah. Uh, I love that Susan Patrick called for innovation for equity and that that's one of the themes of the conference that this is about all all young people all educators the whole system all has to be succeed has to the whole system has to succeed with equity in mind and that that gets right at the purpose and and uh, mechanism called personalized learning it's exciting to see because of the progress over time how many of the attendees here have already made progress and so we're not starting from the same place we were six years ago when I attended the first INACOL symposium because of that they're great shared practices and people don't have to reinvent and yet they're things we haven't solved and innovation is still required and the thing that's so exciting is seeing the collaboration across different types of school districts and organizations seeing the collaboration on the vendor side and the supplier side seeing and hearing about the ESSA rules and how things will be different from a federal implementation and state uh, uh, regulation point of view and putting all those pieces together saying we continually can make progress towards that innovation for equity and we don't have to start from scratch and people don't have to be doing this work alone I came here two, two years ago, uh, th- yeah, two years ago, and personalized learning was not a big, you know, it was about blended learning and online learning and competency-based, and the term personalized learning really wasn't a catch-all phrase. It's all over in this, in this uh, year. It's really exciting to see what people are doing. Well, I have to say what really struck me um, this year at iNequal, um, I think my first iNequal was about four years ago. And, and my work at the Learning Accelerator, or part of my work, is to help school districts think about communications and how to how to really create communications plan and be really mindful about communications as they're innovating, whether it's around blended learning, personalized learning, competency-based learning. Mm-hmm. And that first year when I came here, there were no uh, sessions or workshops, perhaps there was one, um, and around communications and, and helping districts think about um, what it means to effectively message around your programs, identify your audiences. And on my way over here, I was counting in the workshop today, there's eight or nine different sessions, you know, either uh, focused on branding, focused on marketing. Um, we ourselves did a session that kind of walked districts through how to create a communications plan. And I'm just really heartened by the fact that there's growing appreciation for how important communications is. This event is is amazing just to see the breadth of the number of people here covering so many areas of of the field and the the growth of the last couple of years of the innovative models that we're seeing, the the, um, breadth of organizations that are really 
figuring out how to help schools redesign and think what they're what they're driving towards with their models is just really exciting for us. An important part of the work iNACOL does is around education policy, and the 2016 event included a policy meetup in the Voices Hub where we were recording the podcast for the symposium. State leaders attending the symposium were invited to come and connect with iNACOL's Center for Policy Advocacy team. And after the meetup, we asked Representative Robert Baining, who's chair of the Indiana House Education Committee, to share why he was attending and what he'd found helpful so far in the symposium's workshops and the breakout sessions. I'm very interested in competency-based learning. In fact, we, uh, my staff and I, and have been working with a number of superintendents to try to think of ways in the state that we can incentivize moving more of our schools and school districts into looking at competency-based or personalized learning as opposed to kind of industrial model that we have in place today. So I'm very interested. You have an unbelievable list of breakouts that you could spend time looking at. Many of them are probably more technical than what I need, but at the same time, I, it's something I'm very interested in it and also I would look um, we're in the process of redesigning our assessment system so how can I create um, or develop an assessment system that would work together with competency-based type of a system so that we can kind of not have a punitive type system that uh, but allows teachers to give an assessment when the student's ready for it rather than a specific timeline when the state says it has to be given been to a policy breakout talking about how uh, state policymakers and, and state agencies can incentivize. Uh, it's not something that we can mandate and say, I, I suppose you can mandate, but that's not really a very effective tool to use. And look at some of the tools that are out there for us to try to provide a nudging on school districts to be more creative, to look outside the box, to not do things the way we've always done it, but try to do, look at, you know, what does the future hold and how we can, how can we put that together? I think probably the thing that is helpful with coming conferences like this, as well as like National Association of uh, National Conference State Legislators, is finding what other states are doing. Um, we really shouldn't have to. There's 50 states. There's a lot of innovation out there. Um, a lot of creativity in Americans. Can, can we uh, come together, come together with a group like this and look at all of the opportunities out there? And, and you know, they may not all be great for one state. Uh, I'm sure they're not. But pulling the best practices together, I think, are really the value of coming together like this and all, the, all of the knowledge that you bring together at one point. Coming to this this uh, conference makes a lot of sense, and frankly, like I said earlier, I have been my staff. In fact, I made a phone call this morning. I said to my LA military assistant and one of my assistant policy director works with me. I said, you guys would love this place because there's so much out here about competency-based personalized learning because what we've been trying to do as much as we can research, trying to bring together you know, ideas that we can share with people in the field, like superintendents, and hey, this is something you can be doing. We actually had, uh, with this group of superintendents uh, brought together, I brought to had Carla Phillips from the Foundation for Excellence who you guys know, I'm sure, who, who did a, a, a webinar on competency-based education because it's just something I think 
it's not for everybody. It, it, I don't think it should be something the state mandates has to be done, but I think it needs to be innovation. We need to be encouraging to. And, and once you start seeing the excitement that it creates in people and in t students, I think I have more people that say, hey, this is really the way we should be going rather than this kind of industrial model that we struggle with and, you know, constantly having teachers that are not necessarily happy, students necessarily happy. We just need to do more to move student learning forward. Well, your staff are welcome to join us. Thanks, Sierra. We, let me take this opportunity to extend an invitation. We'd love to have them. Yeah, they would love to be here. Like I said, there's no question. It was just like, it's almost like being a candy shop, I think. We've heard from several education thought leaders so far, so let's take it into the classroom and hear from a few folks who are in schools working one-on-one -on -one with today's students. First up is Justin Thompson of Red Oak Independent School District in Texas, Terrence Davis of Innovate Public Schools, and Lindsay Smith of Bonaire Elementary in Indiana. I think where our district is is a different place than a lot of the schools that we've been around here at the symposium. Um, we're in our third or fourth year of our personalized learning pilot. Um, we call it our Red Oak Classroom Revolution, and we've been working on that uh, for several years now and seeing um, all the progress we've made from the first time we came to the symposium to, uh, through now, it's, it's a whole lot of progress. And then seeing there's still schools that are advanced and be above us uh, and gives us something to strive for, but lets us know we're moving in the right direction. I came here, I was uh, on the suggestion of one of my um, colleagues, and I, again, thinking about building a school from scratch, I definitely have heard a lot about personalized learning, master-based um, education. Um, so I came here to kind of see what that looks like and see in a bigger picture. Um, and this has been like almost overwhelming with so much information and going to yeah. workshops. I feel like I've just like been running to try to get to different places. Um, but it's been just like a great experience to just like seeing what people are doing, the work that everyone's um, being able to accomplish. Um, just even like in the talking during the lunch sessions, they're just like really interesting people from across the country, across the world that are doing like yeah. amazing things for kids. I've learned a lot at this symposium. I've This is my first time, so I've really enjoyed it, but um, I've learned a lot about the importance of really helping um, one of our sessions, one of the keynotes was talking about the importance of how everything comes together and it takes a village. I didn't use that word, but you know, I've always said that with my own kids. It takes a village to raise these two. Right. Yeah. But, but it takes a village to raise all of us all of our kids and if our community, our parents, our schools, our upper level administrators, if we're all working together, um, I think we're going to make a bigger impact and, I, and it just kind of spurred on some ideas that I've had and been thinking about and really trying to put those together. I think when I get back is one of my goals. Thanks so much to all of the education leaders who shared their thoughts with us at the 2016 Symposium. And a special thanks to our sponsor and partner, iNicole, for all of the amazing work they do to help transform learning. Go to www.inacole.org right now and register so that you don't miss out on this amazing conference. Be sure to also check out the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, where we have more than 100 podcasts around education topics ranging from social and emotional learning to supporting English language learners in the classroom. And while you're there, subscribe and rate us. For more on all things innovations and learning, visit our blog as well at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Kat signing off.